When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Welcome to SEC Fan Talk, the show by SEC fans for SEC fans and your source for all SEC news, stats, scores, and more. Want to be a guest host? Sign up today at secfantalk.com. And now for your host... Brandon Bird, Luke Alsup, and Brad Rush. Welcome to SEC Fan Talk Week 6. It is SEC uh, <laughs> Episode 6, Week 1. There we go. Um, what a couple of interesting starters for the season. We always know that the SEC is, is uh, you never know what's going to happen. And, uh, of course, this year... We never know what's going to happen. Of course, I'm Brandon Bird here, as always, with uh, today's... <laughs> his, his name is listed as Daryl Walter. At Mr. Okay, Joe, Rush. what's up? Nothing unexpected other than the LSU game. With the memorabilia still behind you on the wall. Like always, it. Always. Like we'll it, keep like it real. So, uh, you know, I think we just we jump right into it. It, it was a... Interesting week at best. Some of the stuff we saw coming, some of it we didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> things like Vanderbilt. <laughs> I mean, we called it. We called it. We, we did call. It. Both. Of I us think it was more week. wishful thinking for ETSU, but hey, I mean, it worked out really good, right? And uh, well, hey, they looked good. Um, and then, of course, uh, Beamer Ball at its best with with their couple of uh, their special teams uh, plays with two two block punts. I think it was two. Looked good. Shocked me as well. I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not gonna lie. I was also shocked how well Alabama played. Alabama played very well. Uh, Mister uh, Young looked uh, absolutely fantastic. You know, we'll we'll see. Um, as he jumps into a little harder conference play, we'll see if it holds up. I mean, maybe they're just trying to look make Alabama's schedule better by ranking Miami. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, weren't they ranked like fifth before it started? That. I mean, fourteenth. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, fourteenth. Hey, well. Like I mean, said, that's the last time Alabama. I mean, that's a, the last time Miami was ranked about was, was about the last time UT was ranked. So, <laughs> let's just you know. Well, speaking of UT, let's just jump right in. Game one, Bowling Green uh, coming to Tennessee. We uh, everyone pretty much picked uh, this one for Tennessee to take off with. Um, you know, Tennessee. Tennessee was lackluster. We'll just say that. And if they play how they played against Bowling Green, Pittsburgh is going to eat their lunch. 
on the all, I mean, if we play offense like we did against Pittsburgh, absolutely. I mean, defense, you can't really tell what kind of defense you have against a school like Bowling Green compared to when you get to a better D1 school like Pittsburgh. Yeah. But, I mean, Milton's got to show up a little better than what he did. But, obviously, we kind of knew that going into the season as well. Like, you know, Milton's got an arm, but he can't hit the brawls out of a barn kind of thing. <laughs> um, maybe Heupel will get him to figure out how to, you know, hit a spot one time, you know, take a little, take a little heat off the fastball, hit the spot. But I don't know. He does I mean, need to, you know, and uh, Garantano even had that problem. Uh, just too fast, too fast at it. You know, it hits the receivers too hard, chest, hands, whatever. And they I mean, we don't we don't have it. a Brett Favre on our hand. I mean, Brett Favre, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but I mean, I, hopefully he'll figure it out because we need somebody. But I mean, he's, I mean, at least we didn't get beat by Georgia Southern or Georgia State. <laughs> Like Garantano, dude. And now, whatever, yeah. University of whatever. Yeah, now Utah State. Yeah, Utah State uh, beat, that beat, beats him. Uh, Joe Milton the third come in, 11 for 23, one touchdown, uh, 140 yards. I mean, just didn't didn't look great. Meanwhile, uh, Small and Evans at running back looked uh, fantastic, very strong uh, uh, bodies. They both ran for the same, 116 apiece, and both a, both a, a single touchdown apiece. Um, so I definitely think rushing will help Tennessee, um, as it should, you know, as long as our line can, you know, make them line, open up the holes lines got to hold up and Milton had more time than he will ever have in his life. Uh, to I throw mean, that ball, uh, he, he has to get that countdown because when conference play starts, he's done. I mean, that was one of those things that I'm, I was like, is our offensive line that good? Or is Bowling Green's defensive line that bad? I'm probably taking the latter in that situation because I'm sort of thinking, my God, you can read a couple chapters of the Dagum Bible watching this guy back here. You know what I mean? Way too much time, and to have that much time and and only come up with just over, uh, you know, had 140 yards. That that's just. I mean, he's sitting back there. He's like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Here we go. I mean, that's you know, that's. That's kind of what it looked like. <laughs> oh, and we'll, we'll put these, of course, in order as they aired. Um, ULM traveling up to Kentucky, a ten to forty-five game. ULM striked first, really quick. Made made Kentucky, you know, kind of like, hey, maybe these guys are for real. Uh, and then Kentucky hits it with them. Their new quarterback. Um, Will uh, Levy is it Levy's or Levi's? However, it's uh, Levi's. Looks like he's owning some blue jeans. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-four yards, four touchdowns. Uh, their rushing was one hundred fifty-five yards with another two touchdowns. And I'm telling you what, uh, you know, I know it was against ULM, right? ULM but, did beat Alabama back in the day. Look but, it up. They beat. They beat. They have beaten Nick Saban. But put I, it the, that way. The long bombs from Kentucky. Uh, he he may be a force to be reckoned with for SEC opponents. Uh, I mean, because he was throwing them deep. He's got the deep feel. I mean, that's something that it's kind of one of those things. It's like a fastball. I can teach you lo. I can teach you location. I can't teach you speed. Right. It's kind of like a deep ball, right? I, I can't teach you to feel. I can have you can have a great arm and throw a bomb, right. but I can't get, teach you to feel on where to throw it. So right. I mean, he he has that little feel. I feel like he had the feel, and it looked amazing. Looked really really good. This one we're not going to go into too much detail. Uh, Rice uh, visiting <laughs> visiting Arkansas, 
38 to 17, Arkansas pulls it out. They'll have a little tougher game next week as Texas comes to Arkansas. I mean, Texas is ranked this year. So uh they they better they better get themselves together. Uh they they looked pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. from East Tennessee, Luke. Get yeah. your mind right. <laughs> As as everyone's wondering, what are they both looking down at their phones for? It was for <laughs> Luke, uh, who said uh, he's in East Tennessee and has uh, no internet service. Well, if he would get off Cricket or... Uh, TikTok. <laughs> whatever it is. He, 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 he strikes me as a TikTok man. On to the Chick-fil-A opener as, uh, was the Alabama... At Miami, you know, it was either going to be a blowout or it was, uh, or it was going to be much closer than what people thought. Alabama just absolutely yep. took it away. Mm-hmm. Young looked amazing, three hundred forty-four yards, four touchdowns. They only had one hundred and forty-seven rushing yards and a touchdown. If you look at the stats uh, line by line, they were similar to Kentucky's game, right? Uh, just against. A, a better opponent. <laughs> much, 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 much tougher opponent than ULM. Um, I can't wait to see how, uh, you know, Alabama plays out their uh, – who do they play this week? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I just went mind blank. Hold no, on, I'm looking Mercer, up and looking. It's Mercer, it's Mercer. So oh, they're, they're going to have they're going to have a uh, 64 to three game against Mercer with their fifth. Uh, I mean, where's uh, Mercer from? Are they, is that Georgia? <laughs> That's Macon. Is that Mercer? Is that where they're from? Are they and, from Nashville? And, I don't know where they're from. No clue. What's well, a Google? No clue. It. Uh, Google it. And then Alabama will start. Uh, I think the third week with conference play, so they'll have one more game to get adjusted. I mean, take it for what it's worth. Robinson only had 12 attempts, but he also got 60 yards in those 12 attempts. That's a five-yard average. <laughs> so maybe the rushing game didn't look good, but it looked pretty good for the sample size. Speaking of sample size, game five, all right, with Louisiana Tech at Mississippi Ooh, State. Mississippi State, it was uh, – A this barn one, burner. This one, this one is, is you know, Mississippi State had the, the fourth quarter of their life, and uh, Mike Leach was uh, probably looking to be on the hot seat if he would have lost to Louisiana Tech. Just think about what you said, their hot seat and Mississippi State combined. How awful does that sound? <laughs> the passing yards from Rodgers, 370 on 47 attempts. You know you, – you know, that uh, you're you're a Mike Leach protege. Forty seven attempts, three touchdowns. Rushing was only sixty five yards and uh, two touchdowns for their rushers. Twelve attempts. That's still a pretty good average for the lead guy. Marks. I'm looking at Louisiana. We, sorry, we may have uh, someone coming in. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. Special guest. A a special guest that we're gonna send out to. He said that uh, as we're still on there, and and uh, he'll be coming in, rooting for his. Uh, I'm I'm not even gonna say. I'm not Gators. Gonna, <laughs> no, no. Um, let's go ahead. We'll move on to game six here. Central Michigan coming in to Mizzou. You know, just a warm up for Eli Drinkowitz's team. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Connor Basilak, 
uh, comes in. And if you have the stats in front of you on that one, I can get them real quick. Give me hold on box scores here. <laughs> I mean, Google's my friend. Let's see here. Russian stats, Russian stats. Oh, Bazalak was 21 for or 32, 21 for 32 was 257 yards, two TDs. That's an average of eight yards per pass attempt. Um, rushing stats, you know, 203 yards on the ground with 25 attempts from what's that? Batty? Bazalak. Bazalak. Oh, from, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm from the, the running back. back. Yeah. He, he, I'm telling you what. He was a man. They're, he was a man. They're rushing. I mean, he <laughs> Georgia's going to be enticing him to enter the transfer portal next. <laughs> hey, year. man, do you want to come on down here? We'll sponsor you by the uh, by the varsity. We'll give you free hot dogs for life down here in Athens. You know, come on down. Maybe we. Need, I mean, Georgia didn't look. I mean, obviously, Georgia didn't look great. Oh, we'll get over to that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to jump the gun. Premature. But I mean, at the same time, the the quarterback for Central Michigan. I mean, Sermon, Sireman, I, I mean, he had 295 yards on 45 attempts. One TD, two interceptions. Then they brought in the other guy, Richardson. He was one for one for a TD, six yards. That must be on yeah, I didn't. I mean, that was some garbage time stuff, I'm sure. I mean, a warm-up. Central Michigan probably still has some leftovers from the guy that coaches at Minnesota now that didn't transfer out. With the paddle, you know, they're still on their kayak there, paddling the boat there. <laughs> I mean, what a gimmick. Oh, speaking of gimmick, look at this one. Game seven, Auburn <laughs> meeting Akron 60 to 10. Oh, I tell you what, we can't call him bum nicks on this one. He was 20 for 22, 275 yards, three touchdowns, rushing for another 308 yards and another five touchdowns. Uh, Auburn looked amazing. They put Akron. I, I know they did. I know. I know that it was just the warm-up game, but, um, you know, they looked good doing it. They looked, they, they were having fun. Yeah, I mean, I'd have fun against Akron, too, if I played at Auburn. I mean, Akron, Ohio, terrible place to be kind of thing, you know. But, hey, they're like, oh, we're going on vacation. We're going down to Alabama. It looks like they are on vacation next week. We'll get back to the schedule here shortly. But, Spe I mean, good good for Auburn, I guess, right? Speaking of a horrible place to live and a horrible game, Game 8, East Illinois putting up a big – Goose egg at uh, Beamer Ball, South Carolina. I think this. Um, what's this? Oh, I was Go ahead. <laughs> Beamer Ball. He still know it that bad. <laughs> they they had two blocked punts. Uh, South Carolina passing with Nolan, 121 yards, four touchdowns, another 364 on the ground, and one more um, one more touchdown on the ground. They. You know, we'll see how they do next week. Um, I think they go against East Carolina, South Carolina versus East Carolina. So they're going to have another easy game uh, to get prepared for conference see, play in week three. East, East Carolina's ACC, but also Duke got beat by really, really bad. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Cutcliffe, SEC, trying to tie it all together. <laughs> I'll tell you real quick, it was bad. 
Yeah. Game nine uh, would be one that uh, Luke would like to talk about here with the <laughs> with the Florida Atlantic uh, and and the Owls uh, going to Gainesville. Probably a little closer than how they want than what than what they wanted. It uh, you know it wasn't that that great of a game there. Um, Jones only 113 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, rushing 395 yards, four touchdowns. Jones, in an interview after, said that he was happy with how he performed and how hmm. his backup performed. I'm not when your interceptions are greater than your touchdowns against FIU uh, or uh, FAU. Excuse F- me. F- how how are you happy? How are you happy with that? I mean, it's a win. I guess I'm happy if it's a win. I, I mean, I'm as a Tennessee fan, I'm happy that we won. It was ugly as that could be, but you you don't come out and say that you that that was good. No, I agree. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to maybe think of something that's better make makes him feel better about himself. Maybe he was like, maybe I'm going to throw three interceptions and only threw two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a win against a team that's not good. That's a win. Hey, it's a win. Like I said, scorecard don't count. Scorecard don't care how you do it. You just do it. And we're going to bring in our boy Anthony Mitchell here. <laughs> Adding Anthony to the stream. Anthony, the last LSU fan alive. <laughs> how are you doing? Guys, I apologize for the uh, the dark camera. I actually had just stepped out. Baby said they needed McDonald's. So... I wanted to jump on with you guys. Hopefully, you guys have a kind word for me after last night slacking on national TV. I, I mean, you know, they, they held it, and they held it, and they held it, and then they let it go. Mm. Wow. You know, when uh, right right before the game, when Orgeron had the uh, had that little skerfuffle with the fan, and he basically yeah, – And his sissy blue, and his sissy blue, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, we're getting ready – to bring the SEC to the West Coast, and I guess he forgot about it during the game because he, yeah, he set us up for disaster. It, uh, you know, any any time that the people who really hate the SEC because they don't get the recognition that the SEC gets, you know, and their team, oh, you know, we're we're the we we used to be in national championships too, and this, you know, they they don't like it, so they play their toughest game. Sounds like a Tennessee fan to me. Sounds like a Tennessee fan to me. (laughs) And I'm a Tennessee fan. (laughs) Oh, we are rolling through. We're on game 10 right now. Uh, Before we got a couple games before we get down to the LSU, but uh, in in with this game here, game 10, Georgia at Clemson. No one, I think, would have predicted zero (laughs) offensive points for two teams that are always in the playoffs. I thought I was watching the Big Ten. It, <laughs> I mean, I thought I was watching the Big we, Ten. Is that we, kind of a stinker? We had a comment in social media saying, "What's it? Why does the you know? Why are y'all talking about the Wisconsin and Pittsburgh game when you know y'all's game is just as bad? Um, you know, just a a an amazing uh, pick six there for Georgia to put them uh, in, in the lead." It was a game of defenses. Georgia's uh, offense, uh, defensive line looked great. I mean, it was sack after sack after sack. 
And to do that against Clemson, the rest of the East better look out. I mean, I have absolutely no idea how to say Clemson's quarterback's last name. I have no idea how to say that. You say O. Oh. oh, okay. Well, he was, oh, he was 19 for 37 with 170 yards. <laughs> I mean, that's not good for a Clemson quarterback. But, uh, I mean, understandably so when they were, you know, at the highest of highs, they're in their rebuilding phase. Clemson's defense is going to be top five defense in the nation, I think. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be fine. Georgia, if Georgia can squeak that out with their offense being that bad and their defense being that good, they better watch out. There's going to be a bunch of low-scoring games. I mean, when Tennessee comes with them, they're, they're going to beat the brakes off us and Florida. So, I mean, just give them the East. Just go ahead and give them the East. I'm going to, I'm saying that hoping that, you know, they kind of screw up. <laughs> give it to them. <laughs> give it to them. You know, it's just crazy. Georgia always is like a flash pan where you're thinking they're going to do very good and then they'll play someone like a Kentucky or, or yeah. even Florida. And you'll wonder, well, what happened? Uh, Tennessee always seems to fight the bigger teams pretty well. So I think, uh, you know, Kirby Smart, I think he probably showed every trick he had in that game last night. And I just, I'm just not a believer. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, that, that's the best analogy. Like they, they're a flash pan team. They're going to, they're going to beat the team like Clemson and then throw and, up a, a terrible game against Kentucky and get beat. And Smart is, is one you know one or two more bad games from being back on the hot seat, and, and that's just from Georgia fans. That's what they do. You have the most winningest coach ever with Rick, right? And then they they dump him, um, and so while he gets there every year, he doesn't finish every year mm, where they want him. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Game eleven. We'll just blow right through. I mean, Kent at Texas A&M, uh, big, big uh, Kyle Field was just on fire. Did you uh, see the, the midnight yell the night before? I mean, they, they know how to party down at Texas A&M. Um, good warm-up game for them. Uh, who, do they, who do they get next week? I don't know. I can tell you real quick, though. It's it's Colorado, so they're they're. Oh gonna, yeah, that's the game we talked yeah, about. Before. Yeah, they're they're going to go uh, maybe against JT Sherout if he is uh, <laughs> the transfer from Tennessee, if he uh, gets better. Um, another game that we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on. CBS game of the week, game twelve, ETSU coming into Nashville and beating the brakes off Vanderbilt. Ken Seals was ranked as a quarterback better than Joe Milton the third before this week started out. He looked atrocious. Did you mm-hmm. see the pick in the end zone? I mean, he the ball was – and I don't know if it was just a missed route or he was just under pressure and let it fly. Let's, let's take some two words you took there, under pressure and ETSU. So it can't be that. <laughs> the Buccaneers came in and really – Really, uh, I mean, I'm a big uh, Bucks like, guy. I mean, I'm from East Tennessee. Got some family that graduated from ETSU. Big Bucks guy. You know, so their their program uh, just came back in 2018. They were mm-hmm. gone uh, since '96. They they were gone for ten years. Came back in 2018. '95, yeah, and, or '98, '98. Uh, and uh, you know, it's they've been growing ever since. So this is this is big for them to come in. Uh, and and knock off an SEC team, although 
You know how mm. I feel personally about Vandy being in the SEC. Uh, we, we got them for their baseball, got them for their golf. Um, Academics. We used, we Academics. Used to, no, it's not academics. We've gone through this. Uh, well, they did say Vandy is the Harvard of the South. I don't know yeah. how true it is, but it's got to mean something because somebody said it. <laughs> well, somebody said it. <laughs> they are. When it comes to the people that are going there to be a doctor, the people that are there that are attending the Peabody School at Vanderbilt to, for sports, not so much. Um, the uh, We used to have them for basketball, but Vandy, you know, it's time for the SEC to tell them, get in or get out. You know, spend some money on your stadium. Uh, See, I, I disagree. I mean, they've been they've been around the long. I mean, not the longest, but they've been here for the long haul. I think they should reap the rewards. I mean, I, I mean, I don't like Vandy being a Tennessee guy, personally, but I think there's a place for them in the SEC. You don't still have to. You don't have to be a football school to be in the SEC. Obviously, that's what this podcast is about. Right. Um, I mean, their baseball program is good. Their golf program, whoever keeps up with that, I guess it's, it's good. pretty good. It's good. Their their women's, you know, stuff's good. I mean, it's it's good for the optics of the SEC outside of the South. Yeah. I mean, obviously their football team stinks, and I want them to get better just for the whole. But I don't think you kick them out. Well, f- speaking of a football team that stinks, and uh, <laughs> and they don't stink, but we may have a Gene Chizik number two mm. on our hands. Mm. Gene Chizik did it with Cam Newton, and now Ed Ogeron may Scam. be listed in there uh, with him with Burrow. LSU game the uh, game thirteen. LSU twenty seven. UCLA thirty eight. It was back and forth uh, for for a while, and and LSU was holding their own. A uh, couple couple uh, good interceptions there. But at the end of the night, fourth quarter, UCLA just took it home. You know, they 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 played as hard as they're going to play, and uh, oh, nope. Right when it was hot time for him, it was, it was, it was hot time. It was hot time. He ran. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see if he pops back in here in just oh, a couple minutes. He gone. We'll see if he pops back in, and then we'll we'll come back to the LSU game. Okay, here in just That's a minute, cool. we'll we'll roll into uh, game fourteen. Which, uh, if you listen to the podcast on this on Wednesday, sorry, <laughs> uh, tomorrow night uh, Louisville Ole Miss. We still Ole Miss all, wins. Ole Miss wins. Ole Miss we, wins. We, we still all picked Ole Miss, so that. Uh, that's going to be a good game, of course. Um, they are without head coach because he uh, tested positive for COVID and mm-hmm. he is sitting uh, sitting at home. I mean, He's, you can coach from the couch now. In his in his interview yesterday, he said, uh, "I'm not worried about it." He's <laughs> <laughs> pretty confident. Say, sit at home with your sore throat, have a hot toddy. Toddy uh, Goshamati, who the heck are we? So for week two, as we are uh, up, 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 up. Anthony may be back. We may get to go in. Yep, there he is. He's back. There he's back. Let's add him back in here. Bring back up LSU. Oh, I still have the box score in front of me right here. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. There we go. 
Oh, we put we put the show on pause just so we can talk about LSU when you got back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> so where do you guys want to skin this cat from the head down or from the foot up? I mean, whatever you feel best. So I don't know if you heard the part where he's already been dubbed Gene Gene Chizik number two. You know, it's unfortunate that uh, I don't think Gene had the amount of talent Correct. after having Cam Newton, you know, because the analogy is that uh, Gene Chizik had Cam Newton, who kind of saved the program, had a magical season, went about it, and then they really didn't redevelop the program. Well, LSU, we had, of course, Joe Burrow, and he's gone. So I, I do see the analogy, um, 2.0. However, I don't think that uh, Auburn was finishing in the top five in recruiting every year no. like we are as well as having all of the highest paid assistants, whether it's a defensive assistant, passing game coordinator, uh, you know, whatever. We have spent the money right. to have, you know, basically filled whatever no other program in the SEC outside of Alabama is recruiting yet. We've gotten minimal returns. So I think what we saw last night was conducive of all, uh, all offseason, all training camp, all since we've been recruiting in February. We, there, was a, there was a hype train that really made us feel like we were about to compete with the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world. However, what we saw last night was several uh, several things. Key thing to me, I think I noticed more than anything, was an inability to make uh, key adjustments in the game. Mm. Uh, you know, and this is no disrespect to Chip Kelly. I'm also a 49er fan. So for Chip, who I think is the worst coach we've had in history to come and beat my LSU team in California, that's like, you know, the yeah. Roosters came home. But – I noticed he, he blitzed all games, seven, all eight games. Yeah. And we, we only blocked we only blocked him with five five front line offensive linemen. So that simple math, if you've got eight guys and only five guys blocking, how does that work? Forty nine rushing yards from LSU. And and that was the difference. You know, back when we had Joe Burrow, if you sent eight guys, we had a Clyde Lair Edwards that could get in the flat. We had a Thaddeus Moss that could work the shallow routes and if your running game is not working, Chip Kelly basically dared us to beat him with the throw. Yep. And, you know, we have a uh, Jake Peets as an offensive coordinator. He's quite inexperienced, and it showed last night because yeah. any 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 skilled guy like, like Steve Ensman, if he had been there, he would have made the necessary adjustments. But we had one game plan. We stuck to it. When it didn't work, um, we could make adjustments on both sides of the ball. You begin at the beginning of the game defensively. I thought the defensive line set a really good talent. Yes. However, we started noticing our linebackers were really out of position a lot. Our defensive backs can cover, but they can't hit. And I noticed a lot of the, uh, there were a lot of crossing routes that the tight end was running across the middle and he was open for 70 yards. And there's just no way in the world with communication being as it is and the athletes we have that that should have ever happened, not more than one time. So I think that was a gut punch. You know, after after the half, I noticed there was a caption on the bottom of the screen. And to me, you know, if you're if you're ever wanting to fire a coach or you're wanting to get him first, you have to start dropping kind of like tiger bait, as I call it, which mm -hmm. is propaganda. And I noticed there was a stat that said after halftime, Coach Orgeron is 2-11. and 11. Mm -hmm. When trailing to the half. Mm. And if you're thinking like I'm thinking as a fan and you're five and five in the last 10 games and now five and six in the last 11. And now the, I'm hearing the boosters are unhappy. Mm -hmm. You know, they were embarrassed yes. last night. Yes. That so reminds me of the game we played on uh, Les Miles last game against Texas A&M. And they were going to fire him at halftime on the field. 
that's what that looked like last night. Coach O can't have three games like that and then lose uh, against Mississippi State and, and of course, going in against Ole Miss and Alabama. We can't we can't do what we did last night because uh, UCLA is not on our talent you know level of what we're used to seeing in the SEC. No, I mean if so, you, if you look at uh, forty nine rushing yards last night. Yeah, look at the stats alone from UCLA, 260 yards uh, of passing, and just about that, not quite equal that, uh, uh, 230-something on the ground. I mean, so they didn't blow it out of the water. They just, too many defensive mistakes. No, no. Yeah, and also to that point, Brandon, if you go back and you look at the box score, we, uh, when it comes to penalties, I think we had one penalty, one. and they had about five or six. It, you're looking it, at uh, fourth, time of possession. Before fourth quarter, it was oh. one penalty for five yards. They ended Correct. up grabbing another penalty in the fourth quarter. Oh, but if you look at UCLA penalties, when the fourth Correct. quarter started, they had like uh, 59, you know, 65 yards in penalties. It was insane. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we had time of possession. Mm-hmm. We had far greater time of possession. We had more third down opportunities. They had more penalties and all across the board. So just reading the stat line, as is, you would have thought LSU dominated all across the board. But when it mattered the most, we could not capitalize. And again, I go back to our inexperience. I know a lot is said about UCLA. I think they returned 12 seniors. Mm-hmm. They However, when you have a room full of five-star receivers and, and I mean, defensive backs and defensive linemen, guys that are prepared to play on Sunday, and a lot of those were Saturday guys. It's it's not supposed to match up. No, the talent was better for LSU for sure. Correct. Correct. You know, I, I posed the question to, uh, to a sports reporter this morning. I said, um, honestly, did you see any room of improvement from this year to last? Last year, we made a scapegoat in Bopoline. I think mm-hmm. defensively, we looked a little better for half. But overall, I mean, the product was still the same on both sides of the ball. And Minger, he, he retired. I think he was kind of forced out based on, uh, you know, hanging in the shadow of Joe Brady. But again, guys, when you have the amount of money that LSU has and you have basically bought an A1 program and then you're looking across the board at Alabama, what they did last night, if you don't think we're being judged based on Alabama's success while we're falling apart, I, I don't I, I can't accept that. And they are being judged on that. I mean, it's yes. they are they are looking at them like you are supposed to be as good as Alabama. Absolutely. Well, with last week's scores wrapped up, and we're getting already where we'd like to be at is in that thirty-something minute range with uh, the show. We're going to split it up for the podcast. Um, do our anytime we get over this this uh, far over this thirty-some odd minutes, we're going to split it up and drop the. Uh, results from the prior week on Monday and then our normal Wednesday podcast drop will be for the upcoming week schedule and our picks for those. SEC fans, we want to thank you for tuning in to this Monday release of SEC Fan Talk Recap of Week 1 Wednesday. Be sure to tune back in, listen to the picks. We'll have Anthony Mitchell back on with us. So until then... Thank you for listening. Be sure to reach out and uh, let us know if you want to get on a live show. We record every Sunday night at 730. 
And so, of course, um, dropping this out right now, we have no idea on the old Miss, as we stated. But uh, maybe we can add something in for Wednesday, a little, little uh, <laughs> pre-log before the show begins. We want to thank you. Uh, be sure to get on your social media platform that you use, and wherever you use it, be sure to look us up at SCC Fan Talk wherever, and uh, give us a shout out, give us a follow, like, share, all of the above. And until Wednesday, we'll see you later. It just means more. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.